Welcome back to Grow Your Impact, Income, and Influence, the number one show helping you reach millions. Today, we are going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects. If you want to make more money in your business, you definitely need to be emailing more and you need to be sending text messages more. I'm not on social anymore and my business is 100% powered by those two things. And I can tell you that it works. Today, I have a guest that has done more than 30 million. That's 30M in the last three years with those channels. I am super excited to dive into it. We're going to learn how he did it, how he got started, and then some of the best practices. Help me welcome, I'm gonna butcher his name. I'm actually not, I asked him beforehand. <laughs> um, Renus, how are you doing today? Amazing. Uh, super excited to be on this podcast. I've gone through I've gone through an entire day with, filled with calls, but your energy just woke me up. So I'm, I'm, I'm pumped and excited. Awesome. I always, always love bringing the energy. So let's talk about it. Let's just jump right in. I know you said you started mowing yards back when you were like 13. That's how I started yeah. hustling too. But how did you go from that to 30 million in emails? Like, let's just unpack that. Cause you, you said like you were going into boardrooms as like a 16 year old and they were saying, no, yes. we can't, we can't do anything. So how, <laughs> how'd you find success? Yeah, uh, actually, a, a question back to you. How old do you think I am right now? Let's say 22. Close, I'm 21. Uh, that, that, that just kind of like fixates the timeline as well. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take you back when I was 13. I basically, it all started with me trying to make some money. Uh, I wanted to buy an iPhone 6, but my parents wouldn't buy me one. So then I was like, okay, let me just figure out how I can start making money online. I remember you going to YouTube, searching and how to make money. And there was like a guy talking about how he made money shoveling snow. I told him I'd do the same, but I said, hey, look, shoveling snow, probably not the best part. There's not that many driveways to shovel. Go mow lawns. I was like, cool. I did that. I was doing door to door, like sales, literally. I was doing direct mail um, as well to, to yeah get clients from my neighbors. And that worked out decently. Parallel to this, I was doing graphic design for Call of Duty sniping clans, very specific audience. Um, that, that, that worked out through, through, uh, through some time, but I wanted to find a bigger opportunity and a bigger passion. That led me to becoming a fitness influencer in my own country. So that was me at 15. So 15 to 16, 17, I was being like a fitness influencer, filming videos, showing my journey. I wasn't like anything insane when I started. I was just like a kid who just had lost weight, but I just wanted to document the journey to show people where I went and share what has worked for me. This led me to, at that time, I grew to, um, I grew to a decent following in my country, 17,000. Considering then huge brands had maybe 3,000 followers, I was way ahead of them. And this is back, you know, 2016, 2015, as well, 20, 26, 2016, 17, something like that. At that point, most people in the US, they were catching on to social media. They were they were moving forward with that. You know, you had Gary V, Ty Lopez, social media marketing agency, and that kind of like swayed me in the uh in the direction of trying to build my own agency. So I was reaching out like big companies, doing cold calls. My voice was an octave higher than this right now. So I still sound like a, like a kid, even at like 16. Um, and I was trying to get into meetings, but you know, if you're a 16, 17 year old, they're not going to take you seriously. And, and it didn't work out well. Plus the clients we would work with in Latvia, you can charge so little. It's just not worth working there. 
uh, to give you a comparison, a job, you know, you might be able to charge like, you know, two grand for in the US, I might get $300. So then I decided I would just try to go outside my country and uh, I did what I know best, social media. Uh, I started with that. I was reaching out to people in social media. I was doing cold calls, cold emails, um, and trying to get clients that way. Slowly but surely, through social media outreach and through networking I had done there, I met one guy, the next guy with whom I could do some projects. At the start, this was like us building chatbots, like mini chat, probably hot, yeah. you know, people remember the hot days of mini chat. Um, then there were some opportunities here and there with beta ads, with, with uh, email marketing, then it faded away, then back to email marketing. And what I want to, what I do want to mention here with the email marketing we do right now uh, at agency JR uh, is we do inbound emails. So there are two kinds of email marketing, outbound and inbound. Outbound is you finding prospects and doing outreach. Inbound is taking your existing email list, sending messages to them, upselling, crossling them, so on and so forth. So we were doing outbound, and then um, through a referral from a happy client of ours, I met John Batia. He was running Motivated Fit. It was a fitness course um, together with a guy named Brandon Schramm. He's a celebrity trainer of Jennifer Lopez and, and Prince Royce, the game. And we, we, did, we did email marketing for them. Uh, slowly but surely, this grew into an opportunity where we would basically manage the business for them. And then it grew into an opportunity where we'd have phantom equity at a company, which, uh, which is basically producing courses with influencers. We had a course with dance with Kida. We had a course with uh, we had a course in the painting industry. Um, we had a lot of stuff going for ourselves. We were kind of like the master class, but with influencers instead of celebrities. And that was doing that was doing quite well. Um, parallel to this, I was like me and my business partner Jacob. We were working on our email marketing agency, and and that blew up. Um, yeah, we went from managing like three clients. Now we manage around 80 clients. We've worked with a bunch of people in e-commerce space, some people in the SaaS space, uh, people in the info product space. Um, a lot of them have, a lot of people who work in the e-commerce space, sorry, uh, info product space, they have crushed it. And, and what I've learned as well is a lot of times as a coach, as someone who would be selling consulting, you might fall into the trap where you, for example, only do social media posts. So you only do paid ads and, and outbound so on and so forth. So what happens is you just try to build that top of funnel awareness, try to get the traffic, the attention. But what's lacking is your retention and your conversion. A lot of times for, for you know, coaches and consultants, your conversion cycle could be six months from the point of someone when someone sees you to where they buy, it could be six months. That's that's where we worked with uh, a guy named uh, David Vlas. So he had a company, FX Mode and Monetary Fund. So those are two companies in in the uh, trading niche. Uh, another guy, a guy called Mikey Cass. He was selling pre-built stores and info product. And for them, they were they were generating leads. They were getting people hopping on sales calls and whatnot. And what essentially we did with email marketing and what we do is we took a look at their funnel. We took a look at how they acquire clients and how they close clients. And we found holes where clients are coming out. So if, like imagine, for the people who are not watching on video, just imagine this. 
uh, imagine you have your funnel, like, you know, uh, click funnel style funnel, you have a top of funnel, mid funnel, bottom of funnel, it shrinks from, you know, top, which is wide to the bottom, which is, which is, which is, uh, slimmer. The reason why it goes wide to slim is because there is a drop off. What, what you need to do with email marketing is to make sure the drop off is minimized with qualified prospects. And then you increase the drop off for unqualified prospects. Meaning like when, whenever we send an email, we want to talk with who our ideal customer is so then the people who are not our ideal customer they don't even open they don't they unsubscribe because we don't need them right what essentially we do is we look at the funnel let's say you're running a webinar funnel or a sales call funnel you have your your top of funnel which is number one the ads people click from the ads to the landing page we can't really do much with email there we can do on the landing page is you might have an opt-in we captured people's emails. This already is the first drop off where people would opt in, but they might not watch the webinar. They might not watch the sales, sales call video. They might not interact, interact with next, next message. So our goal on the first step one is to um, take the emails, like basically take those people, send them emails to get them back to that step. And afterwards, based on the funnel, if you're running webinar, you have people who who uh, missed the webinar, you had people who attended, but only watched, let's say, under 30 minutes, you had people who watched more than 30 minutes of a webinar and people who got to the end. All of these people are people we need to still message to get them to some, some one way or another, buy your products. If they did not attend to the webinar, we want to push them to reschedule. If they watched less than 30 minutes, we want to push them to replay. Uh, if they watched more than, for, for example, 30 minutes, we can push them to the sales call page or we can push them to the sales page because they have gone through the funnel, but for some reason they haven't purchased. Up next, when we have the sales call, we have the landing page where people can buy you know, your products. We have people who go there, abandon and check out and leave. We have people who, yep. let's say, sign up, but then you know, that's, that's still not it. You might have some of the chargebacks and refunds. And that's a lot of times because they don't use your product. That's why once someone signs up immediately, you need to push, 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 push them to use your products. What we were doing with companies selling info products was uh, for the first seven days, when someone signs up to a course or some sort of a mm -hmm. program, every single day we email them and we tell them to log in. We tell them what to do. We tell them how it would work. So we make it easy for them. You might think your course or program or consulting is easy, but to them, they're busy. They, to be honest, don't care for the most part. They might have purchased because they have a result. But if you don't tell them, like imagine you're talking with a six-year-old and you give them, I don't know, like um, uh, a board game. The, the, at the start, you need to show them how to move the pieces and I don't know, like take them from, you know, where they are to where, where they want to be. You need to, you need to do the same thing. You kind of need to treat your clients uh, for the most part the same way. That's the same thing we do with our clients as well when they onboard. Okay, so there's so much that I want to, <laughs> we just need to like take a step back. If you're listening to this and you're like, yes, what just happened? So this was a, a 13 year old kid that started mowing yards, selling graphic design for a video game of super specific niche of a video game. And then somehow leveraged that became social media influencer then started an email marketing company, then grew an influencer brand where he was building info products. All of this though comes back to how you use email to market. That's the main takeaway. That's like the 30 second synopsis. So I have so many different questions. 
I think we're going to start. I want to know, because I think a lot of people, the question I have for you, the first thing is like, how does somebody that is 16, 18, 19 years old, you're growing this company. You went from Mm -hmm. one employee yourself to Mm -hmm. multiple employees. How do you manage a team effectively? Let's start with that. Because I, in order to scale, what I heard you say, like reading between the lines, is that in order to scale and do what you did, you had to onboard team members and you had to get yourself out of the business a little bit. I know that doesn't have anything to do with email marketing, but I want, like, if you're listening to this and you're like, how did you scale as fast as you did? Let's Mm -hmm. talk about that for a second. Then we'll come back to email. So I'll answer your question specifically, how to scale as fast as you can. Um, there, are different, there are different ways to scale quickly with high quality, slowly. If you want to scale fast, I'll answer that question. Then I'll answer like how to, for example, maybe take a more qualitative approach. Mm-hmm. Before I dive into it, I have to give a huge shout out to my business partner, Jacob Anson. You can find him on social media, whatever. He's, he helped like, like because of him, we're here. Without him, I wouldn't be here. And I want to share the lessons I've learned. Uh, throughout this process. Number one, you have to start with, uh, so outsource your fulfillment. So outsource things that, you know, so you can focus on prospecting and growing the business because growth will come from you being able to get more leads. So outsource your fulfillment, depending on the complexity of your business, for some businesses, it's easier for some businesses, it's harder, but I'd say focus on quality and prioritize quality over speed. The fastest way and the easiest way to start scaling and hiring people, in my opinion, is what a lot of people mistake people do number one they try to hire someone like them number two they try to hire someone for a lot of things in the business it's very difficult to find someone who is a great graphic designer can do sales well and can write emails and can manage clavio accounts and can do active campaign and can do copywriting and can do <laughs> shopify management right you know it's it's a very specific person you might have all those skills and most people don't right the easiest way to do this is imagine what your service delivery is and break it down. Um, so Steve, give me an example of like a coach or, or like someone who does service fulfillment or delivery, like a random service, not the email marketing. I want to take something different. Hey, thanks for taking a moment to check out this episode of Grow Your Impact, Income and Influence, the number one show helping you reach millions. Have you ever thought about building your own webinar or using public speaking to reach your ideal audience? Well, if you'd like my help with it, over the last several years, I have built more than 40 live events for clients just like you. In the last 18 months, I've helped 32 entrepreneurs build their webinar with over $5 million in cumulative sales. If you'd like to see how I can work with you, or if you'd be interested in having me speak at your event or be on your podcast, go to steven.coffee, that's S-T-E-V-E-N dot C-O-F-F-E-E, to book a short call with me and see how we can work together. All right, let's jump back to the episode. Sure. So I'll give you two different clients that I have. One is a tax accountant and he is, Mm -hmm. it's exactly what you're saying. So he's a tax accountant. He has a bookkeeping Mm -hmm. agency. That's one client. Another client that I have is, man, let's take, um, let's take, I'll give you the hardest one that I have, which uh, she works as a energy healer. So she has a course, meditation, abundance, removing money blocks, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So to be fair, I'll skip the accountant because I'd need to ask too many questions for that to be viable, but this will come back to like the same principle. So energy healer, number one. um, So, so with the team, you need to break down 
what are you doing? So let's look, let's look at the energy healer business. What does their business consist out of? Number one, it is marketing. So that so this could be even divided even further. Organic and paid marketing. Those would be two people you can hire there. I don't recommend hire one person because organic and paid marketing are two completely different things. For paid okay. marketing, like like you can imagine bubbles, right? You have you have them. You have the sales, the marketing. You have you know organic and paid. For the paid, you can build a team because paid marketing. What does it consist out of? Ads like creatives, copy for like VSLs, you know, ads, media buying, um, CRO, CRO I'd say is optional at the start, but maybe funnel building, landing page building. So that would be a team you can hire around. And a lot of times when you start off, you can start off with some freelancers, people who might not be working full time. That's if you're right. starting off. Later, I'd recommend hiring people in-house full time so you can have high quality people and you can, and, and at that point you should be able to churn out like, seven different offers test them because for paid ads, like, yes, you have your, you have your uh, copywriter, which can be a shared resource against like mm -hmm. between uh, landing page building and, and also writing, writing ad scripts. You have, you know, someone that can do uh, creative. So that would be, I'd say a video editor, because I assume she would be the, the actor at uh, the actress, like in the videos. Uh, you have a media buyer who can actually take these videos, test them and see where to allocate budget on which platforms and which ads it's in campaigns. Uh, CRO, just testing landing pages, landing page builder, test like, you know, creating landing pages from scratch and, and then so on and so forth. That's a team you can build because now if you don't have that, you'd be doing that yourself. Alternatively, you can find one person that would do all of them, but there's a high likelihood that if you're starting out, number one, you won't have the skill to hire the one person there who can do it all. And number two, you probably won't be able to afford them. Yeah. That's yeah, the, this breaking down is like the mental model you can have. Sometimes you might have someone who can fill multiple of those holes, but it's going to be very, very rare. If we go back to, let's say, if we go back to, let's say, um, so that was, you know, paid marketing, organic marketing. We could have someone who, for example, um, this is dear to my heart right now because I'm working on my own personal brand. You can have someone that's a researcher. So they would research trends and competitors to find stuff they can kind of copy. And then you could have a ghostwriter who writes, um, who writes, um, you know, tweets, threads, uh, LinkedIn posts, yeah. um, writes, you know, maybe captions and whatnot. Then you might have an ed, uh, like it could be, this could be a shared resource from the paid ads team or a new editor who, for example, crops up like, you know, maybe your big content and repurpose it for TikTok, Reels, so on and so forth. You could have a content manager that manages the entire team, right? Yep. But hiring content managers is very difficult. I will give you that. Uh, so you, you probably need to break down the roles of a content manager into something simpler. That would be posting the content, which would be like a personal assistant. You can have them do that. And research, which I mentioned, would be the, the researcher. Managing right. the team, I'd say you can do it or the personal personal, uh, personal assistant can do it. Or there can be a project manager, which looks at the ideas, sends the best ideas to you, you approve or disapprove them. If, for example, they need to be written, scripts for them need to be written or, or, or um, you need to film them, you go ahead, create the content, send it to the project manager. They work with the editor, create, let's say, the, the cornerstone content, which could be like a YouTube yep. video and crop out the reels. That's what you can do for every phase of the business. And that's how you can build a team around you. And let's say the one to pick is the one you have the biggest bottleneck in or the one you're spending most time on. I'd say if you're an awesome media buyer, you're great at media buying and you know paid ads, 
leave the highest quality skills yourselves and hire around things you might not know might not know best yet or if you're a great media buyer and you have other friends that are media buyers in, in the paid ads niche try to bring them in try to bring them in somehow so you can replace your best skill and you can learn your skills it depends on like how much you're making right now got it that's i mean you just broke it down the uh the question that i get asked a lot when i tell people they need to scale is what is i have enough money to hire one thing what do i hire and i usually go the same way you do i say what do you spend your most time doing and what is the hardest for you to do and wherever those two meet that's i'd say whatever the biggest is a waste of your time yeah because if you are if you are doing let's say if you are doing media buying and you're really really good at it and then you can scale i don't know info products like half a million million a month you can keep yeah. doing that because there's probably only a few people who can do that but if you see like video editing it still takes up a lot of your time get rid of that if repurposing content or creating social media content takes a lot of your time have someone else do it right and then focus right. on the things you're really really good at and hire around your weaknesses okay so now that we've got a team in place and we got some of that going how do we use email let's get into let's just transition right into what is the yes. best use like how do you use email what would you oh, man i have so many questions on email so let's start with how do you start using email like if somebody's listening to this and they're like okay I, i'll use email i'll go all in you've done a lot of money through it what would be like your crash course on email marketing um, or sms if you want to go that direction yes. i think sms is hotter uh, both are similar i'd say okay. i wouldn't agree per se and I, I say that because one is not better than the other. You have to use both. It's like saying Google ads are better than Facebook ads. They both have their own place. They both have their own time. You have to use both to, to do it effectively. Um, email SMS is very similar. We typically have them as complementary channels with the clients we work with to where, for example, we send an email, then between the emails, we send a text message. So they didn't see the email, they can see the text message. So we complement with each other. You have to use both. And that's how you use both. If you only use SMS, you're missing out on email. If you only use email, you're missing right. out on SMS. But um, to simplify, I did break this down earlier in the podcast, but I'll say it just you looking at your entire funnel seeing where your drop-off rate is and thinking of email and SMS as a tool, as a supportive marketing mechanism to feed back those people into the funnel. If you're on a sales call funnel, you'll have your opt-in, you have your sales call video and sales call itself. Give your opt-in. The people who opt-in, send them emails have watched the video if they haven't watched the video. With Vestia and some other tools, you can track how long people have watched the videos. Mm -hmm. Or like you can have a pixel to see if they dropped, uh, hopped on the site or not. If they didn't, you can push them to watch the videos over and over again. If they didn't watch that, you can, after a while, you can push them straight to sales call and then have some qualifications there. For the people that hopped on a sales call, you want to make sure they don't drop off. So once they book in a call, set the right expectations for when the call is going to be. Tell them like, hey, look, if you don't show up, we're not going to be able to reschedule. Like, you know, tell them like, also when you hop on a call, come from your computer, be in a quiet space, uh, have at least, for example, 30 minutes free because we'll want to have a conversation with you. For the people that ghost the call, you can send them an email, for example, telling them like either, um, either like trying to get them back on the call, depending on like what your principles are or just telling them that, you know, 
we're not going to be able to work on product X, but we have a product Y and then try to sell them over email and SMS product Y, which doesn't require a sales call. That's an example there. You just look at where your drop-off is and then you see if you can use emails to win people back. If you can, use them. That's So do you, I think that is great. And I agree. Like, so the, my email, uh, I send like four to six emails a week that are broadcast. And I look at yes. who clicked on my link, whatever I'm selling, like I usually am doing either an affiliate launch or my own product. If they click on something, then I have something. I don't use text right now. I use text magic for a while. And I would send if I had their phone number. The problem was I didn't have their phone number a lot of the time. So I'd be like, yeah. if they clicked on something that was like my webinar program, I'd be like, hey, I saw yes. you're interested in the webinar program. Um, Just wanted to offer you like a bonus, whatever. Try to get them to do something to take action. Um, Yes. How do you automate that? Because I, I think the thing that a lot of solopreneurs or people with like very small teams, they're like, I don't know how to automate that. And I'm really confused by it. So there are a couple of things you touched upon there. Um, I'll start with the simplest one. There are two sides of email marketing. You have email sequence and automations and you have email broadcast slash campaigns. What I was talking about was, pre- was previously the sequences and broadcasts. Sorry, sequences mm-hmm. and, and automations. What you were talking about is, is broadcasts. Difference between them is sequences, they're behavioral based. Someone does X, we send Y. What mm-hmm. you did is disruption based. We send them an email. We send them an SMS message, so on and so forth. Broadcast space, it's very difficult to automate. You really can't. And I don't recommend automating it, except if you have a team member working on the account. That's completely different. That's fine. Like, you know, let, let them do their thing, right? Four to six emails a week, good frequency, depending on your email list. We have we have brands we work with that send three emails a day, but that's with uh, emails with uh, like a lot of emails. The larger email is the more you can send. To go back to your point, I'll start. Uh, I know you had your question. To automate it, uh, I wouldn't say there's an easy way, but what I will tell you, I will tell you an interesting tactic you can use. So what you can do with emails and SMS, you can kind of like shuffle them around to where, for example, if let's say the email sends at 5 p.m., you send a text message at, let's say, 7 p.m. or or a different time, right? You could have the same angle, but just different different message, or you could send it the next day. Um, that way, what it does is if someone doesn't see the message right away, they can check it later. That's, you know, number one. Number two is you, you might have different lists on SMS and email. So, so then not everyone's going to be on both. Right. So then we have the variety. Got it. What, what's a cool tactic I want to tell you about is how to get people from email to SMS. Um, if you have a new affiliate offer or a new promotion, whatever it might be, make it SMS exclusive. And the way it works is you can send them an email with a QR code. If they scan the QR code, they take, they get taken either to landing page or with a tool called PostScript, you can have links where they get taken to their own SMS app and they have it send a message and they've opted in. Or alternatively, if they're on a mobile phone, they can tap the QR code and from PostScript specifically, you can get taken to the uh, SMS app, send a message and you've opted in. As simple as that. And that's how you can turn your email subscribers into SMS subscribers instead of like using fucking like forms, like, oh, enter your number. No one, no one likes forms. So, and the the tech piece of that was called PostScript. Is that correct? So PostScript is an SMS tool. It's like text magic. That's what we've used for e-commerce. 
Um, it depends on the different tools you have. You might have an SMS tool, which has a link for people to subscribe. Just take the link, go into the QR creator, create a QR code, snap it into an email, and then make it that image, hyperlink it with the with the same link, you QR'd, boom. And that's how you can launch. Like, you know, you can do product launches that way. You can do affiliate deal launch that way. All that good stuff. I like it. I like that a lot. That's awesome. All right. So you have shared so much with us specifically like how to use email. I love the idea. I think what I'm going to automate, the things that I'm taking away from this, I'm going to build, because I don't do it automated, but what I can do is I can build a tag. You clicked on the link for one of my products and it'll put them in a three-step automation because I can yes. tie text in through my, so they'll get an email, a text and a final email. Hey, thought you were interested in this. If not, yes. whatever, that's emergency. True. I like it. So where, if people want to work with you, how do they work with you? That's uh, like, if yes. somebody wants to reach out, how do they get in touch with you? If they want to learn more, if they want to bring you onto their podcast, we have yes. agencyjr.com. That's going to be linked yes. down below. So yeah. So if someone wants to work, work with us, um, it's pretty simple. We can only work with people who in the, in the info product space are doing a minimum of a hundred K a month. Um, if you're doing less than that, if you're doing 75K, possibly, but no less than 75K. Um, so go to agencyjr.com slash call. So agency J as in Jacob, R as in Rainus.com slash call. Or reach out to me uh, at email Rainus. So email R-E-I-N-I-S on Twitter and Instagram. Um, that's who you can find awesome. me. Rainus, thank you so much. You shared so much information. I mean, I'm just like, I'm always inspired by action takers and people who get out there and get after it. I mean, my story is very similar to yours. I wanted a pair of Air Jordans when I was eight and my mom said, you can't afford them. <laughs> I went and started mowing yards and from that I have built into what I am today. Um, your story was super, super inspiring. You guys, if you're listening to this and you have a podcast, I would highly recommend bringing him on. His contact link is down below. Um, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing everything with us. Uh, happy to be here. I, I hope I, I, get, I drop some value bombs and, and hopefully people like them and they're going to implement them. Wanted to go tactical. Awesome. I love it. Um, to everybody else out there, until next time, take action, change lives, make money, and send some more emails. We'll see you next time. Adios. Are you looking to scale your business, but trying to figure out how to get your message across? Well, go to storyselling.how to grab my free course that will show you how to discover everything that you need to build your business through stories. These stories work, whether it's in social media, email, or public speaking, there are five core stories that you'll learn. You'll be able to use all of them by the time you're done with this course. Again, that is storyselling.how. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to tune in next time.